While it may not have been the most exciting week in the news of professional wrestling, there are some interesting things that are being reported and speculated that I definitely want to talk about next on Squared Circle Cycle Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Join me as Ralph Valenti. Ralph, let's start with CM Punk. And obviously everyone's going to be asking about CM Punk until there's something officially said and confirmed. But apparently when the Ring of Honor championship match was going on on Grand Slam this week, they were talking about all different champions. CM Punk's name was not mentioned. Well, Wade Keller of PW Torch on his audio show was kind of bringing that up and said this to say, I think this is noteworthy, but not surprising that he excluded CM Punk's name as he talked about some of the biggest names who have held the title. That's a bit of a tell. As I talked with Jason Powell yesterday about I'm not expecting CM Punk to wrestle in AEW again. I'm not saying it's 100% sure thing, but everything is pointing in the direction of some sort of a buyout of his contract. We'll learn more eventually about the situation. Interesting thing to say. I mean, yes, it's a speculation by a journalist. And I hate when this stuff gets circulated because people take his speculation and spread it around like it is a report. So I'm taking this as a speculation, but what do you take this as? I take it just as that. I take it as an assumption for somebody who has a show with a fairly large audience and, uh, you know, a pretty good reputation in terms of just doing the same thing that similar to what like, you know, Meltzer's of the world do, do in reporting wrestling. And um, he didn't really say like, you know, a source told me somebody had told me it was kind of like, I feel like this is going to happen. Everything's pointing towards everything's I, Aaron judge. We're talking about Aaron judge. Uh, Everything's pointing towards Aaron Judge breaking the record. I mean, that's an assumption that you and I are making about somebody. Mm -hmm. I, 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 there's, I can't say that I want to put much stock in this because I think there's really two things that are going to decide, I think, what happens with CM Punk. Tony Khan's going to talk to CM Punk. I think if CM Punk says, I was wrong, I'm sorry, I, I embarrassed you, I embarrassed the company, this whole situation I feel bad about, let me come back, let me make this right. I think he comes back and he gets another chance. If Tony Khan talks to CM Punk and CM Punk is like, screw those guys, whatever. Um, it was what it was. Like, I'm not ashamed of it because sometimes he kind of comes across as a guy like, look, I'm going to say what's on my mind and I'm not going to regret it. And doesn't admit any fault in this. I think Tony Khan is going to tell him he's done. I don't think this is the end of CM Punk and AEW. I really don't. I think the only thing that I think some people are looking at it, but most people are overlooking it because of obviously the altercation and what happened at all out is such a like huge thing in the forefront of why this could happen. But let's not forget he wins the AEW championship the first time. And within a week he has to, you know, leave because he broke his foot. He wins the AEW championship again. And now even if this didn't happen, He's on the shelf six to eight months with a reported torn tricep injury. Mm -hmm. So you're paying this guy to be, you bring up Aaron Judge. You're paying him to be the Aaron Judge of AEW, but instead you're getting a, I don't know, Aaron Damn. Hicks. You're getting an Aaron Damn. Hicks, a Stan. Well, at least Stan has always produced, hurt. but he's always hurt, right? So it's a Stan or an Aaron Hicks who you want them to produce, but they're always hurt. 
I'm not paying you the big bucks to be hurt all the time. And Tony Khan is, unlike, you know, major league owners, is willing to buy that out and let him go. Because look, at his age, already being seven years removed and being injured twice, losing months of in-ring time because of it, who's going to take him at this point? I don't think he ain't going back to WWE. No, if he if it don't work out in AEW, I don't think Punk's ever wrestling again. He might go in the WWE Hall of Fame, rightfully so. Maybe, I, maybe a spot maybe. in the Rumble, or, or I, I don't think he's going. I think this is bad for him, and I said this last week because it kind of solidifies all the negatives that you hear about CM Punk. People love him because of the way he talks, because he kind of shoots from the hip, because he doesn't. He's not really one to back down from a confrontation. Uh, or shy away from certain things. But in this certain circumstance, after everything that happened in WWE and the fact that he went out and said the things he said about WWE, and some of that might be true and there might be a lot of validity to what he says, there were other people that were critical of CM Punk. Some of those people maybe don't have as much stock as him, uh, but people were critical of him and the way he carried himself in WWE. Him going to AEW and this same thing happening isn't, I mean, it's not a good look for him. It doesn't help in that respect. So it's unfortunate because, like I said, I think that this is going to be something that can truly define his lasting legacy. Because if it doesn't work out in AEW and he never wrestles again, how is he going to be remembered? Right. No, I totally agree. And this whole thing has been such a negative and toxic situation and talking only, oh, this guy's going to get released. This guy's going to get suspended. They're stripping titles, whatever. It's hard to look at the positives of this situation. However, Tony Khan seems to have, have done that. And in a recent interview with Bustin' Open Radio, he talked about the fallout of Punk's media scrum comments and the altercation that happened afterwards. Here's what Tony Khan had to say about this. Don't forget that you have great people around you. No matter who you are, there are people around you. Everyone has different situations, family, friends, people at work, people at school. But don't forget there are people who care about you and want to see you succeed. We had a lot of stuff happening, but there are a lot of great people at AEW that want to make the company go. And no matter what the problem is, those people who want to be there and make the company work. Before the Tournament of Champions, a lot of people in the tournament stepped up and said, I don't care what's happening. I love this place. I love you. I want to make it great. I'm here for whatever you need. To hear those words of reassurance from people like John Moxley, Chris Jericho, and Brian Danielson means a lot. Having a lot of people return, no matter what you think of them, having people who were away, their returns mean a lot. Samoa Joe, who's one of the biggest stars of all time and his great presence in the locker room. It's great to have him back. Even MJF who has made a big difference on TV. I don't agree with everything he says, but I do think wrestling fans love to see MJF on shows and it makes a big difference on AEW and Dynamite when he's there. It's really about the fans rallying about around AEW and the wrestlers and staff rallying. We've seen some people do it from time to time, whether it is from the pandemic lockdown, some of the challenges we face, the absolute low point of the company when Mr. Brody Lee was sick, on the verge of passing, and when he passed, rallying around him and his family. That is the most serious example we've ever faced, and really, compared to that, it's all kind of, I don't know, what to compare being as serious as that. That's as big as it gets and puts in perspective everything else that we do. If we come, if we all come together, and we're all a family then, we could get through just about anything. For me, I've learned a lot, but the most important thing 
whatever position you're in, if your back is against the wall, just remember there are people that you could always turn to. Very positive from Tony Khan. I think that is a great approach. Forget the negativity. You have guys like Jericho, Moxley, Danielson, and many others that are willing to step up when people want to be childish and air dirty laundry and be negative and bring people down and <laughs> have altercations or whatever. And it's funny because it's not funny, but it, it, it's funny to a certain extent because it involves <laughs> some of the EVPs of the company who are the ones who wanted to create this change. And it's like, you know, the egos and the the people who would get upset about creative differences and money and things like that. That's the stuff that I feel like people wanted to leave behind. And that's kind of like why AEW came to become what it is today, because it was like more or less like a safe haven where those things hopefully weren't going to occur. I think they're bound to happen in any major promotion, whether it's wrestling, UFC, MMA, baseball, basketball. Guys want to get paid. Guys want certain freedoms. And, you know, when that doesn't align with what management wants, things go sideways, you know? So I think that that's unfortunately what happened here with MJF and the elite and all that type of stuff. But at the end, at the same time, it's good to see one as bad as it was, as bad as this whole thing situation was, and it felt like it was going to be really bad. A guy like John Moxley to step up and drag them back out of the mud, so to speak, because I mean, seems like forever ago. I, I you asked me the day after all out. I'm like, damn, I, I don't see how they can recover from this. Look where we are today. Soraya debuts. John Moxley's champion again. It seems like they're heading in the right direction. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to get somebody like Adam Cole back, I would imagine, relatively soon. Yep. Um, you know, so even and the ratings with... have been the ratings have been good exactly. without the elite and without CM Punk. Exactly. In another week, exactly. they're number one in the ratings, number one in almost every key demographic, and post another one million viewership. I know some people are like, "Well, it was a disappointment," but take it into context, folks. It was premiere night for a lot of the fall season shows and this is the most competitive time in television the fall season is the most competitive if aw could stick to the number one rated show on cable and all the key demographics continue their one million viewership this is huge negotiation chips to have heading into those talks at the end of this year early next year with wb discovery they're heading in yep. the right direction Without the guy that many people thought was the guy in CM Punk that was going to bring it all full circle or the guys in the elite that were going to change the world, those four are gone and yet they've improved on air, business-wise, morale. It's like Tony Khan has a decision to make and it seems like if you believe the Wade Keller speculation, Punk's gone. Are the elite gone with him? And people have actually... You know, our last one of our last episodes asked if a if they the elite leave AEW, do they go to WWE? Those conversations are happening now where you might have thought six months ago. Punk's not leaving. Here's the, AEW. Thing. Here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing. The elite. They were the nucleus, the core of what AEW was. I mean, the East if they for leave, elite. If they leave. Do people care? Like, does anybody care? I mean, we kind of got the condition to not seeing Kenny Omega on AEW because he was hurt. I like the show. I, I can't look at the show and be like, wow, you know, things are really bad without the, the Kenny Omega there. They're really bad. It's not as entertaining without the Young Bucks there. I, I noticed when MJF wasn't there that it wasn't as good. 
And I noticed that it's a lot better with him there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I, there I are those know. people. I think out of the four in discussion, the one that most people are upset is not involved right now is Kenny Omega. I feel like, especially because from what you hear about what happened, it seems like he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time situation where all he was trying to do was save Larry the dog. He ends up getting bitten in wherever by a steel. And he was just trying to be a good Samaritan. And now he's suspended and gets stripped of his trios title. And he's not able to perform. And, you know, a lot of people want to see him wrestle, especially that he just came back from this injury. The Bucks, I've seen a lot of people say, you know what? Good riddance on the Bucks. They're not good wrestlers anyway. And CM Punk, whether it's his attitude, whether it's the fact that he can't stay healthy every time he gets the title, he's already hurt. Kenny Omega, like people want to see him. Any validity so, to uh, what Eric Bischoff said about CM Punk? About being the biggest financial flop? I, 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 I still don't think that's true because even the time that Punk was there, he drew the highest ratings quarter hours that he was on. When he was there, he sold out a freaking rampage on the rumor that he was coming back. The first million dollar gate he was in the main event for. Forbidden Door sold out on the speculation or assumption he was going to face Tanahashi. So I don't think he was a financial flop. I think it's more of a, this could be the biggest I don't know the exact wording that I want to use here, but the most- expectation was he was going to bring them to the level to compete with WWE. And he's certainly, I don't think any honest to God right now in pro wrestling, I don't know if anybody can do that to just walk mm-hmm. it. If, unless you're Roman Brock, Cena, nobody's walking through the door in AW and automatically boom, you're competing. And even them, it might be difficult. It took WCW, like literally the nucleus of, all the right things coming together at the right time in a really risky heel turn for them to compete. Mm-hmm. Now, I think what the word I'm looking for is disappointing because you wait seven years and every time you watch WWE and you hated something that they did, you're not booing. You're not, you know, saying this guy sucks or that guy sucks or not watching. No, what you're doing instead is hijacking the show and chanting CM Punk's name. He comes back and you see people literally crying in the stands when he shows up on that episode of Rampage. Only for this to happen a year later. Yeah. This screams an episode of Dark Side of the Ring. It's so sad. You know, but it is what it is, unfortunately. But Tony Khan, when it comes to this whole CM Punk thing, he's on a lot of interviews promoting Grand Slam this past week. And of course... People are going to ask him about that altercation, but Tony Khan refuses to comment on it. And I I think that's props to him. Granted, I'm sure legally he can't, but the fact that he's not even trying and considering that Tony Khan, we've seen him in the past get defensive at times on certain things. He has kept it very, very well mannered in this whole situation. He's kept his own. I praise him for that. So the first time when Punk kind of did that whole thing where he kind of shit on the EVPs, the company, all that type of stuff, you know, Tony was put in a position that I don't think he's ever been put in as the owner. You know, mm-hmm. he, he kind of got lost in the fact that he's a fan and just kind of let Punk do his own thing. 
Um, the fact that he's not willing to share certain things, I think to me, this is kind of like, like you're not getting this out of me. Like this is me being a boss. Like that's private stuff. Next question. I'm not doing it. Right. Um, so I think that's actually a smart move by him. Absolutely. Don't entertain it. Let it go. Let it let, don't let it, don't let that be the thing that people continue to ask you. If they know you're not going to comment on it, then they'll probably stop asking. Um, let the good stuff that's going on be the, be at the focal point. Absolutely. And it just goes full circle to what we've been saying. Positivity stays in negativity goes out. And I'm glad Tony Khan, I think this was a learning experience for him to be a boss first and a fan second. Cause I think the last few months he was being a fan first and a boss second and the on-screen product suffered. You started hearing more stuff backstage coming out into the news with AEW where, you know, for a while you weren't hearing that stuff, you know, hopefully the, the good positive strike continues with AEW, but you know, there was a lot of rumor and speculation with Malachi black. And obviously people saying that his release was confirmed from AEW, and that was the reason he had that curtain call from All Out. But he took to Instagram this week and, you know, thanked everybody for, you know, the well wishes and being appreciated or whatever. But he did address the situation of him and his release. And, you know, he brought up issues with his mental health, some issues medically, had setbacks, a suicide in his family, um, and a close friend as well. So there's things mentally that he has to take care of. However, he did say that a few narratives online in regards to his quote release in quotes, the word was really in quotes, release mental health in my personal life that I could summarize swiftly. Didn't come from me and it didn't happen. Stuff about conditional releases, stuff in my marriage and using said mental health to leverage the other. When I said before that was, wasn't even going to be part of the public conversation are false. My marriage is fine. I am fine. It's just time to make sure these things stay that way. And on top of that, he did appear at a wrestling show this week where he wrestled Kid Bandit. And he basically just reiterated this in a promo saying that he will be back in time, but he's got to focus on himself first. So did the dirt sheets get it wrong again in reporting that the release did not happen? Uh, And adding to, you know, Unless you actually hear from the sources themselves, take anything you see online with a grain of salt. I honestly, God, wouldn't be surprised if they got it wrong, because what happens is one person reports it and then everybody else kind of takes it as absolute fact. Oh, we mm-hmm. just did it. You know, we talked about CM Punk uh, and the fact that somebody speculated that it's pointing in the direction that he's he will no longer wrestle. Well, you know, hearing it from CM Punk or Tony Khan saying this guy's been released or I've been released is completely different than, you know, oh, it certainly seems like they're going to get rid of him. And then, you know, the next headline you see is sources say CM Punk will be released. It just that's kind of unfortunately how things are, because everybody Mm -hmm. likes to sensationalize the headlines for clicks and ads and all that other stuff. It's unfortunate. Uh, I hope that everything obviously is okay with him and he ends up coming back, whether it's in AEW or whether it's in WWE, wherever he may end up. But um could just be a little break. Who knows? It could be. I mean, it's interesting because they're still using the House of Black name in AEW yep. with Brody King and Buddy Matthews. So unless they eventually do a storyline where those two break apart and the House of Black is no more, you would think when Malachi Black's ready to go, 
a, a post like this on Instagram would basically say like, I'm still with AEW. And by putting the word release in quotes is like, I wasn't released guys. I never yeah. said I was. AEW never said I was. I'm just taking time off. What's wrong with that? The yep. AEW world champion right now is supposed to take a six week vacation. MJF just took three months off. Guys just need time off. Especially now in today's world, we're like, everything gets talked about in and out of the ring and everyone just assumes everything's a work now when it's not, yes. there's some validity to these things. And sometimes, you know, now we think everything is a shoe and there's no validity to it. When we need things to be a work, everyone thinks it's a shoe. And when things need to be a shoe, everyone thinks it's a work. Gotta love pro wrestling sometimes, but you know, we talk about, Malachi Black, maybe he's going back to WWE, maybe not. But one thing that is coming back to WWE is War Games. War Games is coming to WWE for Survivor Series. And I love this little shakeup done with the Raw versus SmackDown theme. Triple H said that this upcoming Survivor Series is going to be storyline driven, not just Raw versus SmackDown. Although they kept the red and the blue theme in the logo of Survivor Series. But I'm interested to see how they approach this, you know, war games matches, one for the women, one for the men. I would think the bloodline get involved in the men's uh, war games and damage control get involved in the women's war games. But who gets in, who's going to be part of this? What's the speculation? What's the, or not speculation. What's the stipulation? What is, what is the prize of winning war games? If they're going to end SmackDown versus raw, then I'm hoping, hoping for bloodline versus Imperium. I don't think Ooh. we're going to get that this year, but well, that's you need what I would more. Hope for. You need more people in Imperium. Right. You bring back Alexander Wolf and Th- Timothy Thatcher. There you go. There's Imperium, all five guys against five Bloodline members. What happens with Sami Zayn? Ah, uh, he could be the weasel outside the ring, or he's kicked out of the Bloodline by then. Because let's not forget, this is happening after Crown Jewel. And for those that don't know. Sami Zayn's not allowed to be in Crown Jewel or go to Saudi Arabia due to his family background. And I think it's his religion. He's not allowed to go to Saudi Arabia or he chooses not to go to Saudi Arabia, whatever the case may be in that whole situation. But do they find a kayfabe reason for him not to be there in Saudi Arabia? Like, oh, you didn't come for the bloodline. You're not really a bloodline guy. And then that starts the dissension out of the bloodline. And he gets involved in the war games match that way. Because I think, obviously, Kevin Owens, I think, is going to be involved in this. Yeah. Does Killer Cross, Karrion Cross, get involved? Is Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman? Where is Seth and Matt Riddle in this? Do they get involved in war games? I think a lot of this can depend on what happens with, you know, obviously the bloodline and whoever ends up debuting. Whether it's The Fiend, if it's not The Fiend and it's Judgment Day, you know, you could easily say maybe that's one of the groups if they add a couple members. I'm, I'm not sure. Dominic. I brought this out on Twitter as what's the Survivor Series match going to be this year? And this was before War Games was announced, but you could certainly do this for War Games. And I said, the Bloodline versus Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, I think it was Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, and the Street Profits. And whoever were the surviving members get a championship match of their choosing, whether that's going to be the tag team titles for the Street Profits or the World Championship against Roman. And of course, some people were against that. Like, how are you going to book that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's easy. Whoever is a surviving member gets a title shot. Gets the match. Right. 
So it's like, well, I don't want Braun Strowman in the championship picture. I'm like, why not? He's like, look at the pops he's getting already after his comeback. Drew obviously needs a rematch. So, and Lashley never got a match against Roman Reigns. So why not? That's not a bad idea, I think. But now with war games, there's no elimination. So whoever gets yeah. the first fall wins. But do you do that where, say you put five guys on there that want Roman Reigns' championship. All right, those five, if they win, get a chance at Roman Reigns somewhere between now and WrestleMania. They could have some on SmackDown. They could have one at the Royal Rumble. They could have one at, I'm thinking the other Saudi Arabia show is going to be in February. You got a, another pay-per-view in March, and then you have Mania. And I think that's five. Yeah, that should be five shows. So be why an not? interesting way to shake to shake things up. Yeah. And then what do you do with the women's? Do you bring up some NXT women to do war games? Is I don't know. It, who would they call up? Cora Jade <laughs> at this point. You could bring up Roxy Roxanne Perez. You could bring up Cora Jade, like you said. It'll I don't think I don't think Nikita Lyons is ready yet, but no. who knows? Toxic attraction? Do a do damage control versus toxic attraction with you know, whoever else gets added into those groups. There's a lot you could do there. Who should replace William Regal and yelling war games building up to the pay-per-view? What do you think of everything going on with AEW? What do you think about what's going on with WWE? Let us know in the comments below or give us a tweet at SCPB Podcast. Subscribe, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble. Babble.